You are listening to the Noisy Narratives podcast, a podcast produced by the Women of First Ministries at Frisco First Baptist Church in Frisco, Texas. Here at Noisy Narratives, we like to cut through the noise of our stories and get to the heart of what really matters. We hope you are blessed by what we share. Thank you so much for listening. Isn't it amazing? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Noisy Narratives. This is Debbie, and I'm here with Christy, and we have Laura with us today. Hello. Hey, Laura. It's been a while. I know. I missed you. I know. We missed you, too. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Did you really miss us? I Absolutely. Really? Okay. All right. I, I do Just say things sure. that people are like, you're not being truthful. No, I do. I really did. <laughs> I really am nerdy like that. <laughs> um, well, we're glad you're here, because we missed you, too. So, um, Christy, you're heading off, because we got... I guess a lot we're talking in this little round table today. Yeah, we had a good weekend. We had an if gathering this weekend, which is where women came to the church and we streamed the if gathering that Jenny Allen put together and she had Laura was there. We had some amazing speakers to listen to. Who were your favorite speakers? Let's yeah. just real fast. Jada Edwards was one, Christine Kane, David Platt, Pruitt, Sadie Robert. Sadie Robertson. Yeah, yes, she was there. Mm-hmm. Um a married couple married couples were there. Someone Pratt. Yeah, no. David. No, Platt. Platt. David mm-hmm. Platt. Yeah, he was there. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, the lady at the end. Christine. Christine Kane. Yeah. She, she was, was my great. She's Australian. Favorite. Yes. She's really good. She's yes. Australian, but she lives in Europe. She's a pastor of a European, like churches in Europe. Oh. And human people. trafficking. Human trafficking. Like, huge on human trafficking. Yeah. Re- yeah. Yeah. Awareness. Uh-huh. No, not, not, not just awareness. She saves well, them. She rescues. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't like do it. She like... <laughs> Well, I just, think we knew that. Oh, okay. okay. Just making sure for our she listeners. She was clarifying since Christy said she's big in human trafficking. She right. meant rescuing and yeah. uh, saving yes. and yes. helping. Yes. And I think people knew Hey, yes. can you um, give like a history of If Gathering just brief for anybody who doesn't know? Because, I mean, I know it's been around for, well, now I know 10 years. Next year will be the 10-year anniversary. But like, how did it start? Why did mm-hmm. Jenny Allen was kind of spearheading it? She's from Dallas, right? Yeah. She's her home church is Watermark. Watermark. T.A. Atik spoke. He was good. He's mm-hmm. the Watermark pastor. She started with the idea or the hope for discipling people and that women would disciple other women. Um, and then it's grown into other things. But even still, she closed on Saturday with that we still need to disciple each other and we still need to be involved in each other's lives and be held accountable. Um, I don't know the exact progression of it. It's been cool to watch it grow. I will mm-hmm. say that and how they have leaned into the idea of let's get this out there to as many as we can. Cause the content was unbelievable. It's really great where you can get, get that many huge, I mean names, but they are huge names because they have great things to say yeah. and truth. They uh, just spoke truth, yeah. right? Like it was amazing. Yeah. They move people. Uh-huh. God moves through them for sure. Yeah. So let's talk about David Platt. So he taught, he spoke on Friday night right before we kind of ended our session. And he was super cool. Cause he talked about Jenny Allen also went to the Asbury revival. Mm. So the guy that was there on campus, he called her and said, Hey, you need to come see this. And so she went over there. She did like kind of a thing on YouTube. It's super cool. And talked about it. Um, and the Asbury Revival is a university. Revi- uni- is it a university? Mm-hmm. Asbury, Asbury, Asbury University. College? Yeah. Or, well, yeah. My, my cousin went there. My first cousin went there. Oh, that's right. But, yeah, it's a university, small town. Mm-hmm. In Kentucky. Kentucky. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and they just had a moment. Of like 12 days. 
yeah. of a chapel that ended. Which started as a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Ended as <laughs> And the guy that ended that, we talked about this a little bit before on the podcast, how he was like, that chapel really wasn't even that exciting. Like, he was like, I didn't yeah. say oh, anything big. Like, it was just. God just he, started moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so David Platt, who is a pastor in D.C., he said his people were like, we, we need to go to Asbury. And he was like, hey, so the Holy Spirit's there. And guess what? It's here, too. So yeah. we can have moments that we don't need to go somewhere to experience Jesus. We don't need yeah. to go somewhere. And so that he good. said that after um, he experienced that, I guess it was on after church on Sunday, he was like, we need to have a prayer meeting. And he called like his elders or his deacons and said, and they were all like, let's have a prayer meeting. So that night they met from 730 to 10 and mm-hmm. prayed and. He said, if, if there's only 20 people that show up, that's, that's okay. Right. And of course, I'm thinking, 20? Yeah. I, I feel like I'd be lucky to get two. Right. <laughs> I'd have to call him and He's tell a really him. big church and maybe most <laughs> yeah. of his family and friends. That's what I figured out. He does have to, he is pastor of a mega church. Mm-hmm. So, so he did the same thing not. on Monday, same thing on Tuesday, same thing on Wednesday, same thing on Thursday. And then he was like, I'm leaving town, so we're going to have to pause. But he was just, every night, people just kept coming. It was very reminiscent of like the old school revivals yes. that you used to have at your church. What? We used to have, it was uh-huh. like an annual thing, uh-huh. maybe biannual or whatever it is every other year. I don't, I get those confused, but where you would bring in a, maybe a speaking pastor, a traveling pastor or something, and they would come every night, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday or whatever. And you would just show up and you'd pray and you'd worship and you'd have a guest speaker. And it was a revival. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was almost like a God led, a Holy Spirit led revival with mm-hmm. their current pastor but Mm -hmm. worship leaders and just and he made such a good point he was like hey people are coming for to this prayer meeting of course they're believers of course they're believers are coming like i mean he was like but that doesn't say that in the bible like he even laughed at himself thinking i don't need to have an altar call like they're coming to a prayer meeting of course they're believers Mm -hmm. he was like that doesn't say that in the bible of course we need to ask people if you don't know jesus and you want to and he was just like people just kept coming Mm-hmm. people kept coming and uh, i love the story of how he talked about the kid that came down and then his grandma's up in the stands doesn't know that the kid's there mm-hmm. and then runs down to meet the kid and you're like oh yeah so as he's telling the story that the very end he did start the conversation with i'm gonna go off script mm-hmm. he was like i just i i'm not gonna do this i'm gonna go i'm gonna go somewhere else and he t- tells the guys i know y'all worked really hard on my slides Y'all did an awesome job on my slides. The technology people. In, yeah. He in the kept back. on praising me. He goes, we're only going to use this one. <laughs> <laughs> one verse. And one verse, which the whole weekend was based on Psalms 23. The so each gathering weekend, mm-hmm. the whole uh-huh. one. Okay. No, so each speaker had just a verse and they would dwell on just the verse. And so, and his verse, I don't even and remember Psalm 23 what his is the, the Lord, Lord is, is my shepherd. shepherd. Mm-hmm. I shall not want. Should we say it out loud? He makes me lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me and your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hmm. So each speaker took a different verse and talked about it. Anyway, so then he started doing that at the if gathering. And he was like, I'm, I'm just going to call y'all like if stand up, if you've never believed, if you've never had a profession of faith, if you've never, if you want to seek Jesus, stand up and come on down. And there was like a, it was mm-hmm. an awkward pause mm-hmm. of like, Oh, 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 he's doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then people started coming and then people started cheering and clapping. It was so great. And it was so amazing. And he just said, said yes, cheer, clap. Just encourage these ladies. These are your sisters. Come on. And. And so then it just kind of kept going and people kept coming and 
And then he would say, like, if there's somebody that's coming down, if you know them or even if you don't know them, like, go with them. Yeah, be a friend. Touch them, hold mm-hmm. them, pray over them, with them. Mm-hmm. It was sweet. Mm-hmm. It was neat. It, and it made me wonder how many how many churches have still do that like it's a lost art right because we want to bring cheap people to christ through relationships or through mm-hmm. um persuasion Which also good, but we've convinced ourselves it has to be one or the other yeah my Versus mom left both. a church because her and the, her and a pastor got in an argument about that mm-hmm. she was like you should be having an altar call every week you have no idea who's sitting in the stands what if they're coming to seek jesus why are you not Saying, if you've never received Jesus, come on, not just come down for prayer, right? Our church says, hey, well, let's just come down for prayer. Why don't we add in? Hey, let's come down and meet. you want to meet Jesus? You've never met him before. You heard me just give a great sermon and pointing to the cross who died for you. If you'd have eternal life, mm-hmm. eternal life, come on down, come meet him. He wants to meet you. Come on. Yeah, we've lost that. It made me sad. Anyway, so that Wednesday night or not Wednesday night, but on Friday night, there was a lady at our church that she walked down to the front of our church. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, that's precious. Mm-hmm. And the visual. And you got to be bold to do that. Mm-hmm. But that's the Christian life, too. The first step to boldness is acknowledging. Anyway, that was the If Gathering, and it was super fun. And it was we great. Wait to do it there's again. There's a um, podcast, or, well, there's a Spotify. Yeah, playlist. That what you call it? Playlist, thanks. That you can look up mm-hmm. that has some of the worship songs in there. Because um, they were great. Well, and you can even go online and listen to the speakers if you want to, right? I, I think you can. It's Not If Gathering yet. 2023, and I think she said it was like open and through. I think that's if you pay for or it. or last night. You could definitely but you can pay a small amount and get access yeah. to that. They did mention that next year being their 10-year anniversary, they've always done it. Oh, I thought this was kind of cool. So when it started, obviously 10 years ago, it was way before covid they were one of the first like streaming things that happened where mm-hmm. they were like, we're going to do it at our home church, but we know our home church can't house mm-hmm. everybody, but we want to reach all women. It was specifically geared towards women, mm-hmm. yeah, all women. And um, then a discipleship thing, like you come and you sort of get fed this weekend and then you go and feed mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Make after disciples. that. Yes. Um, so it is cool. Cause it was, it was one of the first things I remember being a streaming platform where you could go to your own home church and kind of watch a live stream of these, you know, pastors coming and speakers coming. I kind of, I told Bill, it's, it's kind of like a Ted talk. If you know, Ted talks now, mm-hmm. it was very much like a Christian Ted talk weekend because each, each sort of pastor or preacher or speaker had you know, 10 minutes or so to talk. And so they were kind of bringing their own fresh um, ex- opinions and speaking. And so you never got bored, I guess, because mm-hmm. it was always changing. And of course, there was worship music that was awesome. But um, who was your favorite and what was your takeaway? Speaker wise? Yeah. Or yeah, the whole thing. The yeah. one I remember like, the love? most was probably my least favorite speaker. But the one that was most memorable was what the first lady that came out. She came out holding a lamb, oh, an yeah. actual buying lamb. Six wasn't it six days old? They said <laughs> she was tiny. Yeah, yeah six day old lamb, lamb in her arms. Yeah, so, and Voskamp. Okay, I wasn't familiar with her. I, I recognized her name from maybe a Bible study, but um, but I, I had never heard her speak like in person or whatever. But. It, it that's I you know it didn't um her voice and cadence sort of didn't like resonate with me that much but like it's memorable like what she did was memorable which 
that will stick with me, bringing out a baby Mm -hmm. lamb. And then she had streamed, she was like FaceTiming a guy from Canada, I think, and he was an actual shepherd. And so they were talking about what does it mean to be a shepherd and, you know, what Mm -hmm. what is it like to lead your lambs and do they know your voice and very great picture of, you know, Jesus as our shepherd. Great. You know what he said about that too? The shepherd guy from Canada says, me as a shepherd, I am on my knees cleaning my sheep 80% of the day. Like most of the time he is on his knees, helping them get up, cleaning them, getting them situated. And I thought, how often do we picture Jesus doing that for us? Mm-hmm. Like well, helping serving us. us in a way that's yeah. so humble that yeah. the amount of humility that takes to be down at the level yes. of your sheep, cleaning them, yeah. helping them, repairing mm-hmm. them, um, caring for them. I mean, that's a a beautiful picture. If you consider that it's, that's really, Mm -hmm. that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. He he said some amazing, other amazing things too, about a shepherd's job. And every individual sheep, because every sheep needs something different. Yeah. So how you're caring for each individual sheep is particular to the needs of that sheep. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's really sweet. It was, it was was super cool. Mm -hmm. And then Christine Kane ended it with, she was phenomenal. She's a phenomenal person preacher teacher also but she talked about the last verse which is surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and she was so great she was like she told the story how she tells her kids that like hey like surely and goodness are gonna follow you and they're like what who's behind me like quit looking over my shoulder (laughs) oh I mean like these are my friends goodness and mercy and so Mm -hmm. she had two ladies come out and it was awesome but it did remind you that you put on the armor of God and it covers the front part of your body I'm always intrigued by the armor of God because nothing mm-hmm. covers your backside. But this is perfect because goodness and mercy cover your backside because mm-hmm. they follow you all the days of your life. So you're walking into battle and you've, you're equipped with all of your your breastplate, your helmet, your belt, your shoes. Shield. And I'm always like, Lord, what about our backside? Anyway, I thought that was sweet and a good reminder that goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. So I told Gentry that today. I was like, goodness and mercy are going to follow you to school. She She's slammed scared. the door and went to school. <laughs> she said, I hope not. She's like, well, that's weird conversation mom. there. Yeah, that's weird, mom. <laughs> anyway, so that's the recap on that. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. It was. And next year they talked about it being at Dickie's Arena. Yep. So they're. Where in what city? Where is that? Fort Worth. Fort Worth. Oh, it's going to be here. It's in a big, big arena. Place. They went big. Yeah. yeah. And the Which tickets went on sale. Yeah. So it'll be fun to see how fast that sells out. That's good for them. I'd, I'd love it to do it again in a house or a. You know, your home church. I think there's yeah. something sweet and With special your about that. Yeah. Yeah, because then you can talk about it. They're, you're mm-hmm. experiencing it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what's interesting is you have something like the If Gathering or some or some of these other, you know, Together for the Gospel or a Gospel Coalition mm-hmm. or some mm-hmm. of these. Aspire Women's Conference. Out, you know, exactly. These yeah. kind of conferences. They actually pull speakers together that don't agree on everything mm-hmm. that's what i find is interesting you look at the slate of speakers and they have some disagreements right mm-hmm. but they come together to do discipleship in such a way that ministers widespread because in the end i mean you would think at some point they're going okay what really matters is the gospel and this is what we agree on yep. mm-hmm. and right. so i'm like there's a picture there <laughs> that maybe maybe we need to consider mm-hmm. um, a picture of what that looks like um you know, for believers to know how to focus on the gospel and leave some of the other stuff yeah, at the door. 
Because the church has always been where you could do that. I think recently we've lost sight of that a little bit. Yeah. But the church is where you're supposed to be able to do that. It's where you're supposed to be able Mm -hmm. to leave other things and come and worship together. Yes. And not hold it in a way. Yeah. In a way that reflects the gospel of the Lord in a way that reflects caring for each individual sheep, Mm -hmm. you know, so I don't know. That's kind of cool. That's mm-hmm. what I think from the outsider looking in. Cause again, I didn't go this year. Yeah, but. no, I think it, that's a great picture of that too. And when you look at all the speakers too, one church, I'm a, you couldn't afford to get right. Just from a no, no price standpoint mm-hmm. to get all of that. And that's and one cool thing that it's satellite. Like a, a lot of those were her friends. Yeah. I'm sure there's, they, she gives them money, like a speaking fee. Right. Well, I'm sure and, they don't charge their normal amount. Yeah. And if you're doing it all <laughs> over the globe, yeah. And all the speakers were they donations. there at yeah. that one arena? So mm-hmm. they would come they in were. for their section, Except even for that though shepherd. it was satellited yeah. out, oh, satellited. Mm-hmm. Even though it was put out to other different people. cities, like four or five countries, things yeah. like that. It was mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, Russia. Mm-hmm. When we, when we logged in, you said it said "Good morning from Russia" or "Good afternoon from Russia," and I was oh, yeah, like, they had people it's different nine languages. a.m. here. This is cool, or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, that was it cool. was super cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Okay, so then. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the bio. How so we're we changing, we're, we're switching. changing yep, yep, gears yep. here. We're going to change gears, mm-hmm. change our conversation. Okay, go. I bet they're going to pick up on that. It's still about Jesus. <laughs> it's about Jesus. It. But we're gonna... um, what, how do we get on that Bible verse, taste and see the Lord is good? Do you remember that? Oh, man, I should have prepared. No, have you prepped. don't have to. That's just me asking. Okay, so here's my question. Read the Bible. Because we were Reads doing our intro, mm-hmm. our 10-minute intro to... Um, Denise's conversation. Oh, yeah, the respite it, event. The respite event, but it was a conversation about. Um, <laughs> I'm staring at you right now. Something. <laughs> okay, so let's when just skip over start? that. Maybe it'll come to you as yeah, we're talking about. Well, well, wait. First, here's my question: What is your favorite memory with food? It was senses. You oh. asked the question. So you asked. You see, yes, we just keep going. Coming. It'll come. It's coming. That's right. <laughs> because we had the senses conversation. Oh, that's right. That's right. And so That's you were like, from. what are the things that you like to sounds smell? And sounds. What are the things you like to hear? Yes. Yeah. And oh. so we went from there. Okay. And then you got on to the Bible verse. It just oh, it's kind of like taste, taste and, and see the Lord is good. I wonder why he said that particular thing. Hmm. And so we were like, we need to address it later. Yeah. So, so I just had to at. take a minute to remember. Yeah. I had to go back. So what's your favorite food memory and oh. why? And that's to be good. Like, memory? give me a food memory. Like your favorite food. Why is it your favorite food? Or do you have a favorite restaurant? Why is it your favorite restaurant? Talking about things that you would obviously taste. Okay. Thanksgiving comes to mind. And I think I love food. Period. (laughs) Um, But Thanksgiving comes to mind. I think the food at Thanksgiving is really not that great. But I'm surrounded by people that I usually love and appreciate and I'm thankful for. And the whole idea of Thanksgiving, you know, taking time out to be thankful and sit down and carve out some time with your family. Okay. So I, I like, like this, that, but I'm going to ask a better question then. What's your favorite food and why? I like a donut. I like a good donut. Why? But I'm particular on which one I like. Shipley's. Shipley's. Oh, shut up. We both said that. <laughs> you both prefer Shipley's. Shipley's is different. Why do you have, do you have memories of Shipley's? I have memories oh, of Shipley's. It's better. I mean, I, it, it was in Lufkin. And we Waco. were not allowed to eat Shipley or donuts in my house growing up. 
at all because they sugar. weren't good for you. We yeah. Sugar. Oh, yeah. We it had sugar that you were not allowed to have those in our house. So we never eat no donuts. sugar cereals, nothing like that. But middle school, when we would go to church in Plano, there's a Shipley's around the corner. So somebody would oh, always bring Shipley's. Lindsay, she would always bring, and her dad would always be like, Take four boxes. She would walk in with her one bag, but then walk with like four boxes. And he would buy donuts for the whole youth group. And Aren't I remember that great? smell and just being like, this is my first experience with good donuts. Yep. I don't even like to eat any others now because I'll just have like a bite. But Shipley's is the best. Okay, Debbie, what about you? What's your favorite food? Okay, so I have two why? things. And unfortunately, it's all tied to sugar. Um, <laughs> okay, you're in the safe zone, the trust <laughs> tree. Same, same. <laughs> um, so... In England, we used to do high tea, which was the middle of the day. We'd always have these scones or scones, you know, with real whipped cream and real strawberry jam, homemade with a cup of tea. And I have the best memories of that. We would go to tea rooms. There's something about them in England. It's different from here. It's not the same because you get that cream at the top of the milk you get delivered all the time to make your cream. I mean, to make your... it's. So good. So I have amazing memories of that. And then my other thing is Cookie Society cookies. I took, I remember oh. my first couple of those, the bites, I was like, oh, this is heaven. This is so good. <laughs> She's know? right there. At right over here. Yeah. Oh, I still love them. It's my one thing that, and part of it is I can't eat sugar or I'm not supposed to anymore, mm-hmm. even though when I cheat, that's pretty much what I cheat with the sugar. Yeah. Cause, um, and it, it makes it harder when you know you can't have it. And sugar is highly addictive. And I, I will unashamedly admit, total mm. addict. Mm. I have had a harder time kicking that than anything else that I've had to do mm. with now. Well, it's, it's in everything, strict. too. And it's in everything. But, I mean, I've gotten rid of gluten pretty easily. And coffee even. Soy, dairy, everything. My hardest thing has been sugar. sugar. Because I love dessert. And, and it shows, it those, exposes your addiction. Oh, sugar you know. those hard to kick. are so good. No, because I can't do any of the processed stuff. So, yeah. But those cookies. So now when I eat one, because yeah. it's so rare, I'm so like, you crazy. Better. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's a good picture of it's just, so if you ate good. it all the time, it kind of would lose its. Yeah. Right? I mean, I just so taste and see that is good. Yes, Mm -hmm. I taste it Mm -hmm. and it is good. Well, (laughs) so they say studies show that taste is a sensory, but it's not just your taste buds on your on your tongue it's the smell the look and the sound i agree with that you uh-huh. have ten thousand taste buds on your tongue and they're replaced every two weeks oh that's interesting, Isn't that interesting? i knew we had a mil- ton of them i yeah. mean but i didn't know how many but i didn't know they were replaced yeah. and they two. just added so that you have sweet sour bitter and salty and they just recently added savory to the list of defining that you can define mm-hmm. with the taste yeah. buds so that's why, like, yeah. if you don't eat something like this is what I find interesting. Like if I don't eat something for a long time and then I do taste it, if I feel like it tastes different than what I remember sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. I bet. And is that because your taste buds are changing, changing. all the yeah. time? Yeah, uh-huh. It's interesting. All the time. When I was a senior, my grandparents gave me a trip for senior year, I guess, and they loved Scotland. And so we went to Scotland for two mm-hmm. weeks. And then my aunt was like, well, I want to piggyback on that. That's a great idea. I'll fly and then over and then she'll already be there and we'll go to England for two weeks so it was wonderful and I gained like 15 pounds yeah. in four they weeks used, they as used an butter and whole cream and everything and it was the there. clotted cream yeah it they, was that for everything I was like what is this <laughs> it's more. like a mixture of like butter and so whipping good. cream it's like so good it was so good <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now we're sitting later. here in a hey, we're sitting here a little come back, come back over here out of your food commas and let's talk about <laughs> psalms 34 says oh taste and see that the lord is good blessed is a man who takes refuge in him 
And that's where it came from. So taste and see, taste there. I like this because you could reword this to say, oh, determine, find out. And then the word for see. So that's for taste. And then for see is to experience. So determine, find out, and then experience or being present during the experience um, that the Lord is good. Mm. And I thought, so you really have to sit in that. So the idea is you taste and see. Why does God tell us to taste and see? Well, number one, he's a God that values food. Food is all over the Bible. The table. The table. But even just, if you just even go even a smidge lower, food is so important to him, right? Like even he tells them what they can and can't eat, like in Leviticus, the clean foods, the unclean foods. And so he wants you to have an experience with food, but he values food. I thought that was interesting. In First Peter 2, it says, if you indeed have tasted that the Lord is good, Hebrews 6 says, tasted the goodness of God, tasted the heavenly gift that we have been enlightened. So there's the idea of, Tasting and experiencing it so that you want more. And I thought, how? Oh, this is interesting. So mm-hmm. at what point in our life do we really taste and see that the Lord is good? Well, and I think the difference between Old and New Testament, even how they how God uses it. Oh, I got that. You want to talk about that? So different. Like just the the law part of it, and this is how you're demonstrating to me how much you love me. Mm-hmm. This is worship. Over to now in the New Testament, it's about the experience around the food itself and mm. what you're doing together as a community and what it means and how you're loving people through it even and how my love is demonstrated with how we, I, I do find that fascinating, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just that difference um, in the law versus, you know, Jesus coming and being the way, the truth and the light and just the and i think too our use of food now should reflect that change that new testament kind of thinking and thought process um but i don't know i i had the same section open to first peter 2 as well because mm-hmm. i you're right he talks about tasting him as far as ex- the experience right mm-hmm. that's what you're because you we forget like you were saying the senses how explosive certain ones are Mm-hmm. And just how dramatically they change your life. I mean, just people who have had their taste change will tell you how much harder it is to eat after you can't experience the goodness of food mm-hmm. anymore. Well, right? it was funny. So Ezekiel tasted the scroll and it was sweet to him as honey. So like it's Ezekiel three, he eats the scroll and it's honey. It's yeah, fabulous. It's wonderful. And then when you read more in Ezekiel, it even shows like, of course that would be happy to him. Like, God's pretty much like equipping him, encouraging him to be like, you're going to go do hard things, but I'm going to be with you. It's going to be okay, but you need to go tell people that they are sinning and they need to repent, but I'm still going to protect you. And he was like, okay, I can, I can handle that. But then you flip to revelation. John eats a scroll and it makes him what bitter, Hmm. bitter. And it was horrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It makes him bitter and his almost demeanor changes. Like, so he's eating something that's gross and he's seeing it going, Oh gosh, this is really, really bad. So that changes what he eats, but he's still seeing God's word. People even said he um, had to read. He was reading part of what Daniel wrote. I thought this was interesting. He's reading part of what Daniel wrote in Daniel's prophecy portion of his book. And so he sees that and he's like, oh, these people can't handle it. We can't handle it. And so he's like, this is bitter and gross. But God gives us manna and they love that. Right. And so the idea of tasting always points back to God and being with him, but really going deeper with it. And so when we were talking about this, I just thought, oh, my favorite one so far regarding this is Jeremiah 15. It says, your words were found and I ate them 
and your words became for me a joy and a delight of my heart, for I've been called by your name. And how often do we read the Bible and go, this is a joy and delight. So when and it's something it, we take within ourselves so much mm-hmm. to where it becomes a part of who we are. Like it's you eat something, to. yeah, you eat something and you've ingested it. It is a part of who you are. And I think that's part of the discussion around food in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And so I think to John's point, the bitterness is just reflecting on this is who we are. Like I'm taking this in myself and this is ugly. Like this is what's ugly about what's about to happen. Exactly. Like I'm, this is what's about to, cause it's the very beginning. Like it happened to the very beginning of revelation. It's not Mm -hmm. the end when he's getting the antichrist and he's getting all that. He's just seeing the churches and he's like, this is gross more than I feel like that is used more than anything else. Right. As far as our senses, do you feel Mm -hmm. like in the Bible, the Mm -hmm. tasting kind of sense? It's just a beautiful picture of like you, you have to have food to live. Yeah. And so when that food tastes pleasant, that's like the ultimate, that's like a win-win, right? You're, you're getting this, you're getting fed by something that is healing you and enabling you to live. And it tastes good. Mm-hmm. Like, that's awesome. But then what does it mean when we're falling in love with the taste of something that's bad for us? Well, if it's not heal, Well, right. If it's not healing you, mm-hmm. then that's another picture. If yeah, it's, if it's hurting you. It's hurting so you. So what does p- that picture look like in the world, right? What is that? If we're tasting the wor- what the world has to offer, and that's what we're saying, ooh, this is good. Right. And there's plenty of scripture about that, too, right? The quick, you know, it's it tastes good right now, but it's It'll hurt you long run. Yeah, yeah, it's the short term kind of. So are you asking for Dang. concrete? Yeah, like what yeah. would be a picture of that biblically? Biblically, I wonder. I guess I should have kind of yeah thought no. through that part of the analogy. But no, I mean, are you asking the questions picture. like where are you spending your time? Where are you dwelling? Mm-hmm. Are you dwelling yeah. on the social media? Are you dwelling on the, you know, what are you dwelling on every day? If you don't have, if what are in you your downtime, what are you ingesting? Yeah. Well, so we were joking this weekend. Um, we have a group. Laura and I have a group text and sometimes people can get real wordy on it. And so there was one friend we added to the group text because she started coming to Bible study and we're like, we're going to add her in the group text. This is so fun. (laughs) And so she like got out. She's amazing. And so she finished an event and she looks at her phone and she was like, what in the world? Because it exploded all of a sudden. It exploded. And she's she's like, she didn't uh -uh. ask to be added. (laughs) Uh -uh. Yeah. I think, did you? We took it upon ourselves. Yeah. Somebody had her. And so she doesn't say, hey guys, like this has been fun. She just removes removes her. So-and-so removes herself from the group chat. And we were all like, yes. She knew. So great. At least she knew that she was in good hands of people that wouldn't like Uh judge and get upset. And like, oh my gosh, why did you? uh You understood understood what she was doing. She's she's out. Too much for me. We all laughed. Like internally laughed out loud in our own homes when that happened. Well, Mm -hmm. this weekend we were talking about that. And I thought um, she, we added her back in as a joke. Because mm-hmm. we had fun on Friday. So we added her back in, whatever. And so, and then someone made the comment, oh, in your downtime, you can just go back and look. Like, put it on quiet. But in your downtime, you can go back and check it. And I thought, who Ooh. in their right mind, in their downtime, did they go back and look with over 300 text messages? I didn't put that in the text, but now they know that's I mean, I, I do because it's entertaining. If it's entertaining, you'll go and take the right. time to if, go if back. If you're not going to be walking around carrying anything yes. from that all the time, but some people True. will, like you, they're walking around carrying. You're right. I just, read. I'm like, this yes. is annoying. This is okay. Yes. This, and then somebody will write it and I'll be like, they'll be like, oh, it's in the group chat. And I'm like, well, shoot, let me get my phone out and go back to that group, whatever. Ugh. But like to Laura's <laughs> point, she doesn't mind it. But to me, I felt this friend's pain of being like, no, I, in my downtime, I am not going to go back and look. I might look a little uh-huh. and then be like, that's eh, fine. I missed it in the moment, so I've moved on. Uh-huh. But 
I say that because, why do I say that? I say that because we were talking about losing your taste or getting, like, what is your input? Is your input going back and looking at text messages? Is your input, you know, reading trashy novels? Yeah. I think that's a big one. Is your, what, what are you putting into your body that you could go, I actually, I could be feeding it something differently. Mm-hmm. But to Laura's point, I love that you brought this up. Matthew five thirteen. you are the salt of the earth, but if mm-hmm. the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? Mm-hmm. Which is actually a great question. And it goes, it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to not lose your saltiness. It and has what? a bad connotation. Well, not yeah. in, in, but even though not losing your taste for the things of the Lord, for Jesus. And I think that's, Sometimes the world, the mm-hmm. things of the world can feel better and fun and exciting if we're not careful mm-hmm. and we replace them. It's kind of like re- using, like we were talking about, you know, sugar and the things that mm-hmm. sugar, fat, salt, which are what the three most addictive things in our food that aren't great. And they've replaced natural foods that are good for us. And so over time, battery fluid is in our food, that, by the way, that all Learned kinds that of pesticides. And, and over time we're going, okay, well it was easier for us to grow our food. It was easier for all these things that made life easier. And now all of a sudden we're kind of bearing the repercussions of that, right. On our health and everything else. Cause it's what we put in. I just think it isn't a pretty incredible and amazing analogy. Um, when you consider like Laura said, how much you have to, Think about what you're eating as far as your survival, Mm -hmm. as far as how your body works, Mm -hmm. as far as if your body works well or if it doesn't. I mean, all kinds of things go back to the fuel and the food we're putting Mm -hmm. in our body. What fuels us? What provides us energy? How do you discern what's good or bad, right, is what you're asking. What what do we put in there and how do you discern? Job says, does not the ear test words as the palate tastes Mm -hmm. food? Yep. So do you put it in your palate and is Mm -hmm. your palate so skewed? towards the worldly items or is it skewed to that's go a great question this is not right you don't this even know if it's good or not yeah. or Do from not god know? or not yeah that's mm. a good point i mean what a great question by him does yeah. not the ear test words as the palate tastes food so what is your palate he does use all they i like how they use like all the senses but in that first verse you read they only used taste and see uh-huh which is interesting. interesting but it's not it's and as well it's not or yeah and, so both and. together but why not smell and touch is so what you're like needing. when you but when you touch something it could be like something furry or whatever like a little sweet blanket that's so soft but it doesn't sustain you it feels good that touch feels good but it doesn't really give you life or provide you life or sustenance i guess and hearing similarly there's really great things that we hear thinking of music or babies laughing or not crying for me, but some people when the baby's crying is nice. <laughs> um, but it doesn't give you life. It doesn't give you sustenance. And then the seeing there's always a picture in scripture too, of like seeing is believing. That's, that probably isn't even scriptural. I don't even know that's secular too. But you know, when you see something, it's like, mm-hmm. aha, you have an aha moment. You see it. Obviously, tasting, if it tastes good and it gives you life, that's a win-win. Mm-hmm. I would be intrigued mm-hmm. to see if one sensory is more impactful to your memory, to your brain, than the other. Like, I wonder if someone could make the case that the reason why it says taste and see yeah, that's, that's what is I, that I would feeling that. is not, or touching something, is not as impactful to your overall body. But to some it is, like with Thomas, I think about, like he saw, he saw the wounds, he saw Jesus, like the resurrected Christ, 
but he still wanted to touch. Mm-hmm. He decided to get, or touch it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's good. One thing studies have shown is it's better when you you learn something better if you use all of all your senses. Right there, you go. And so, yep. I, I, again, it points to the fact that the falls messed so much of that up. Right? Originally, our senses were perfect, like everything else. We were supposed to, when we walked with the Lord, when Adam and Eve walked with the Lord. It was an experience where all their senses were involved. They could taste what he provided in the garden and love it all. They could hear him. They could see him. They could experience the beauty that they were supposed to take and spread out into the world God created, right? Mm -hmm. Until it got messed up. And so now we're left with having to rely on senses that are messed up, that have been broken. Mm -hmm. And um, the way God made us, which is also awesome too, is the fact that if we lose one sense, other senses take over. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. He made our brain to work that way. Um, So he has allowed things to change for us, I think, to compensate Mm -hmm. in his grace for some of the things caused by the fall. I do appreciate and now even as my, I I love to read and my eyes are going older, reading's harder, Mm. you know, and all this kind of stuff. And you do start going as I'm aging and I'm losing some senses or other people who've lost senses. How much am I relying on the Lord then? How much is he taking over? How much am I ingesting of him that the loss of that sense now isn't as important as it used to be mm-hmm. because you know, my, my faith ever I've ingested so much of the Lord that that's where my reliance is on. And I think that's when you look at the more, the talk about shelter and he's the rock and the stone and the foundation and the cornerstone. And you see those kind of analogies through the Bible. I think mm-hmm. when it comes to going, okay, you're going to lose some of this other stuff, you know, mm-hmm. eventually. Um, some of the other senses, yeah. yes, but my found your foundation's there. You're still right there on that rock. First Peter, go back to t- t- two. two. It says, "So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander, like newborn infants. Long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good." Mm-hmm. I love that because you grow up when you start tasting that the Lord is good and experiencing it, ingesting it, and letting it affect your entire body. And I thought, oh, this is, this is just a good one. And it's a good one. It's a good deep dive into the word taste and see mm-hmm. and how sometimes we don't do that. We just blow through it. Yeah. But you have to put away the malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. And how often do we do that? Not and often. there's so many of those places and that in scripture hinders. talks about what we have to put away because it's oh, yeah. hindering right. all of our, our relationship like that, with the Lord. And so many will be like, I don't hear the Lord anymore. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I'm not seeing them. Yeah. But you're over there cursing or you're malice deceit hypocrisy envy and how hard how bad is envy for us living where we live i think i think that's for, it's hard it. for certain people and but not i think there's certain others. places that you're living and it's about survival mm-hmm. right i mean it's different yeah. whereas well, i think where we are envy. envy is a real significant <laughs> issue in our people. mission field for sure some people but some people also de- deceit hypocrisy oh for yes i would agree slander i don't yes. for me i don't see envy standing out in that i see them all just they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Malice, cutting down one person to lift your person up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... That's true, too. But you're right. Everywhere. When you strip down to what's the main thing, the main thing, and you think about third world countries where, how are they, like, on a spiritual high, and our country's not, and we have everything, and it's... They, we want more. Yeah. Yeah. We we can't live in the moment. Yeah. What did her... Jada Edwards, who's a pastor up the street at a church here, was like, you know... 
our churches can't have revivals because that's going to get in the way of our lunchtime and our afternoon activity. Oh, that church is going long. Oh, no, nope, Mm -hmm. can't have that. And so there's that element too of control and getting in the way. Mm -hmm. Like, Lord, that's great that church is from this time to this time, but you're asking me to stay longer and not Mm -hmm. think about things. I was kind of, Mm. I loved that point. I thought that was an interesting point by her. said so many will be like, no, 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 no. We're not going to go another song. Well, especially when you consider, like you talk about revivals Mm -hmm. and how they went, like Laura, you were talking about the ones you remember Mm -hmm. where they would happen like kind of every day different. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was the New Testament church. They Mm -hmm. met every day Mm -hmm. in people's homes. They started off their day and they ended their day. And so I think there's an element of, for us, we say revival, but quite frankly, is it more just we're being the church? We're being what the church is supposed to be. Well, and end. if you say you're doing life with people, you, I mean, the, may not be going to a sanctuary every night, but you should be. I, I do you think like we've gotten rid of Sunday evening services. Uh-huh. We've gotten rid of so Someone many just things. Asked the other day, can we bring back Sunday I evening mean, services? I want yeah. to get together on Sunday. I think we evening. talked about that at our last when we talked about the revival. It. We talked about it on that podcast. Going, why not bring Sunday back? Like our Sunday, bring, worship and bring the altar call back too. Worship, yeah. bring it back. Yeah, we should be bringing it back. There's no reason that you can't say, hey, if you've never heard about Jesus, come down. That's yeah. just a couple extra sentences. Mm-hmm. Preacher, teacher, yeah. pastor, <laughs> bring it back. Yeah. I just, yeah, I think there's, I think the one cool, I, one, there's a lot of cool things about the kind of the different revivals happening, but Mm -hmm. one thing it is asking or putting in front of churches is an evaluation Mm -hmm. of your, the rhythm of your community life. Don't disrupt it. That's what many would say. And And just how, how much do you value your church community and your church and body life and being together and worshiping the Lord and what that looks like, how much, or are we doing it? Not so often, so then it feels strange to us. We only right. come Sunday mornings every two or three weeks, and so when we do do worship, it doesn't feel mm-hmm. it doesn't feel normal or Oof. common. It feels strange because we we've lost the taste of what that feels mm-hmm. like to have worship with the Lord. And with everything else, we're saying be flexible and have room, and you know, yeah. open, be open minded, and mm-hmm. be flexible. And okay, well, what about church? If the worship goes long. Mm. there are always things you have to do and yep so taste and see that the lord is good yeah is the takeaway yeah i like the taste and when you get tired of something you kind of create a new recipe and you're still using the main ingredients i mean and look how much like how long have we been talking 30 minutes or so about taste and see about that one line Mm -hmm. i know i could do this all day long i I mean yeah just think Mm -hmm. about how much how busy like to christy's point earlier how much we just blow through our bible studies Mm -hmm. and we're impatient with them instead of being patient and taking the time to process lines and just follow the rabbit trails and love scripture enough to take your time Mm -hmm. And spend we've been, time with it. We've been challenging the ladies to marinate on things. Love it. That's marinate a great, on it. Yeah. Marinate that's a great word for it. You don't have to work through it. If you don't, you don't have to get through the entire chapter if you're marinating on something. Because the yeah. Lord's like, oh, I want you to sit here with me on this. What does this mean to you, to me, and our relationship? So I know this is like another conversation later, but I feel like that's one of the repercussions of having these canned Bible studies so much. Like we are used to, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them necessarily, but I'm just saying we've done them so much. We're used to blowing through passages pretty quickly Mm -hmm. and answering these questions instead Mm -hmm. of taking small pieces and bits. And even Mm -hmm. Sunday morning, pastors Mm -hmm. like go through Mm -hmm. whole paragraph, like full passages of the Mm -hmm. Bible instead of two verses. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, 
I just think we've all lost our patience with what it means to learn very carefully and succinctly from the Lord and letting him just grow us. You well, know? that's one-on-one time too, right? Like For a sure pastor too. can do that in a community, but that's a great challenge to do in your own yeah. personal time with the Lord. It's going, hey, just walk through this with me. Yeah. And there's and a one Bible study that was like from start to finish seamless i think it was called uh-huh. and i remember thinking when we first started angie like, smith no angie way. smith yeah that's her name weeks that we can go. remember that you oh, and i okay, were like yeah. what is her name okay it was, it was angie smith. four days later we've come up with her name okay. laura yeah okay sorry well, to cut you off i got excited there were so hannah you, you figured it out you remember it is nice when you remember things your brain is still working mm-hmm. um but i remember thinking similar to you like i don't want to do start to finish i want to do a small um paragraph or Lord's prayer or something and Psalm 23, whatever. And, but that was a Bible study that I could invite my Catholic friends to, or my, my unchurched friends. Or And I also think what's valuable about a study like seamless, Mm -hmm. the place it holds is the fact that gives you the large narration, the streams of context of the Bible. So then when you're doing your personal study with your two or three verses, you know where to put it. Right. So I think there is still value. And in a perfect world, you do that study and, and then, then maybe you, you dig down deep yes, in the next and then, one. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. you can hone in on some personal Bible study like Christy was saying and go, yeah. okay, because I know the larger narrative of the Bible and it all fits into the kind of this rhythm yeah. of things and God's pointing to something and everything he says, that means when I'm studying, I can take that now and I can put that in a place that in its proper place in the narrative of the Bible, mm. because I know Jesus loves me. There's a order for things. And I think the narrate, you know, how Angie Smith narrates it is great. But I think the issue is if we only do those studies, mm-hmm. that's more what I'm thinking. Like if that's all it's you the do, milk, you got to get to the meat. Yes. So you do need to start with the milk, which is where yes. first Peter continues going. It's talking about the milk, the spiritual milk, mm-hmm. but you've got to be able to get to the meat Yeah, mm-hmm. and figure out that progression. And for and how new, you get new that. people, that is their meat, yes. maybe. And you get, you know, be- depends and on where you are. And we get well. better at it. Like mm-hmm. I, over time, if you do that more and more, we get, the Lord mm-hmm. speaks to us through his word and we're praying to the Lord. We're having this dialogue mm-hmm. constantly. You get better at what the Lord's trying to teach you as you age, you know, and, and you that milk more. is all you need to sustain you. And first, yeah. at first in your life, mm-hmm. that is, all, that is a good picture of that. Yeah. He, he did and a good I'm job. props to the ladies <laughs> that have been coming to Bible study, all of the different Bible studies we have here because they're getting smarter with the text and they're able to kind of go, awesome. Whoa. And so someone will be watching another pastor or somebody and they'll say, is he on point? Like, is because what she knows or how she's reading it. And so they're able to find the discrepancies from or the lens through which that pastor is teaching yeah. to kind of go, that's not what the Bible says. Or what's it saying to you? Yeah. So this a couple of weeks ago, we're studying Daniel. When he's writing, he sees the handwriting on the wall. And so this one lady, she was awesome. She goes, she's a young mom. And she goes, I grew up being told that the writing on the wall is done in blood. And I was like, like, I love these moments, right? Like, I'm like, this is going to be so fun. Okay, let's go to the Bible. Does it use the word blood? Everybody got your versions. Check all the versions. Is there anything that says blood anywhere? No, not one. And she's just, I mean, her mind was just blown. And it was awesome. And I was like, that's the Lord moving. And you're, Mm -hmm. you're now reading it going, this is what I've always known. And you have the ability to go, what I used to know, is that what the Bible actually says? Because it doesn't. Mm-hmm. 
that doesn't mean God's wrong. It means where you came from, they added to it. And we all know in Revelation, you do not add or take away from the Bible. Or it right? could have been, but it doesn't have to be. Could have right. been something different. Could have been. Yeah. Somebody yeah. was speculating yeah. somewhere. Yeah, right. but they didn't add that in or she nope. didn't hear that of, oh, let's just pretend it's written in blood. Right. Like yeah. they just added whatever that is. But she had the great like epiphany, like God moment of going, that's not what it says. Mm-hmm. And so I love that these women are digging in and understanding to go, just read the Bible. Quit yeah. reading what these Bible study ladies who are awesome. Mm-hmm. that they write about it open your own bible it's so fun people it is it is a super cool yeah that's all i got i'm done <laughs> <laughs> it's good to that's encourage not them. all you got but you're yeah. you're done for encouraging now. You them lots. to you dig in and ask questions <laughs> yes. and read and well and it's just fun when you get living. questions you get mm-hmm. questions going is he is he reading this the same way is he reading the same verse i am mm-hmm. i don't and know and that's community yes it's great that is pushing in on each other is supposed to happen but that's yep. not pushing in that's to... them questioning the pastor or a preacher or something Which they I heard guess on I youtube i would call that pushing in because mm-hmm. there was a day on that where person we, on that yeah. person there was a day oh. where we couldn't do that mm-hmm. where we didn't yeah. do that well right and, and some denominations like still, still don't. don't yeah literally what jesus sport. did i mean yeah. he, he was questioned radical yeah 80 percent of what jesus did was use questions 80 yeah. percent of his talking was questions yeah. like learning how to ask a good question is an incredible skill it because is. it hones in on things so peter was great at it just they were great questions yeah. but you'd be like come on peter Duh. but we get to see the after effects so he knows he didn't know at the time well and you know yeah. jesus is walking with peter going you're gonna be that guy oh yeah you're gonna be that guy and i'm gonna love you yeah and the you're re- gonna be like because every you're other gonna be human the guy, out you're there gonna be the most you're quoted. so basic, you're yes. so basic. <laughs> and you're gonna be so quoted but then you're gonna write some amazing books yeah <laughs> first yeah. and second peter yeah. are just amazing even peter in yeah. acts had a vision about food that was given to him about tasting and god used the vision to tell him jews and gentiles can sit at the same table food is not an issue okay so there you go there's another taste mm-hmm. and see peter got a taste and see vision in acts on that Sorry. well and peter's one that that i feel like i don't know i identify with a lot just because of his own insecurities mm, but then his totally. love for the lord so much mm-hmm. but then the insecurities that were constantly warring with that mm-hmm. but just how free he felt to be honest mm-hmm. with those and just ask the questions yeah. and then the, in the end he's the one saying I can't be crucified like my savior I need to be crucified upside down because yeah. I cannot mm-hmm. I'm not I don't even don't I'm not even good enough to be pointed in the same direction like that mm-hmm. is Peter and so out of all the disciples I'm like that's the one that um I feel mm-hmm. like I've identified and even totally. my personality test when it I wasn't happy when I took it when I was 16. I was Peter. Because <laughs> all like a disciple personality test? Yeah, it was That's a, a disc. One. It was the disc, and then they labeled you with which disciple you were going to be. Oh my gosh, imagine Judas <laughs> coming up. Who do you think you are, Laura? <laughs> yeah, if Judas comes yeah. up. You're like, oh, Ooh, I can't tell anybody. Shoot. I don't remember good. there being a Judas at all. I'm pretty sure that okay, wasn't in the list. Good. Okay, good. I'm That's sure, good. was it Matthias who took his place? I'm sure that one was yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but um, over but a yeah, lot. I was over Peter. just tossing yes, dice. Tossing over a lot. But the God, God is the one who's in charge of that lot. That's right. Roll big, God. Roll big. Let's go. Money 21. <laughs> 21. Oh, love the Bible. It's just so it is. fun. It is it's so great. So fun. And so engaging living. and mm-hmm. real mm-hmm. and real. So, well, and to, and to that point, though, mm-hmm. those, both of those verses, oh, taste and see, the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Both of them end with an exclamation point. Mm. Oh, I love nice. punctuation in the Bible. But like, it's not like a period and it's not a comma. Like it's a big deal. Two separate sentences, sentences ending with an exclamation point. I love that. In Psalms, mm-hmm. you're talking about the in Psalms. In Psalms, yeah, Psalms 34. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So exclamation point, your taste and see. If there's any kids out there texting and 
commas and exclamation points still matters to Laura. <laughs> and periods do. Apparently that means Period. you're mad. <laughs> Yeah, you're not supposed to use periods. They don't like it. It means they're intimidated. And it's like you're stopping the conversation. Like, don't talk to me. I'm like, if you write out the word period, if you actually use period, use a period. Yeah, they don't use punctuation. See, you don't ever use periods, and I thought that was why that you knew that. And I just think about it. I do not even think about (laughs) that. I just figured it was so intuitive to you that you just knew that. Now I'm gonna start that. I don't judge her for not using them, but I do think about it. You do judge me for not using. No, not judging. Not judging, but Laura loves that kind of stuff, like proper things yeah yeah oh yeah I do. she's I, good my own writing i, I like just it. feel like re- i'm so behind that when someone like a christy or a laura doesn't do something like i finally find out i'm going oh they just knew oh, that before yeah, me i'm just behind <laughs> christy's oblivious laura knows so go to laura not to christy on those so christy i'm a good editor just wasn't using them yeah i don't use them oh that's i can't funny. even spell correct words right no and now did y'all hear that in the, in the blog the other day i was like no. oh totally missed that it's supposed to be now and it says no I suck at that stuff. It's horrible. <laughs> horrible. I'm the worst. It's fine. Uh, it's I just, just because your brain is always going a mile a minute. You're just going yeah. quick. And yeah. you have a lot she to got do. You idiot. have a no, big that list. You are so sweet and kind. And that I appreciate those words. But I should be able to stop and know the difference. And reread no your sentence. And now. Yes. Come on. <laughs> we all make those mistakes. Okay, you're, again, you're sweet and kind. I get it. <laughs> ridiculous you need a secretary it keeps me humble i guess it just keeps me humble do you beat yourself up over it curious i did for a couple of days i was like seriously Christine? no like you could not do no and now and then I have to oh be like, my goodness no well it's nice to know that there's only 400 ladies that read it and we're not at like a thousand so that's good stupid they Aww. knew what you were saying so even Still. the ones that read it so they, did you go in and change knew. it because you can change it you can't change it you can't well i did on the blog but yeah. you can't on the email no. that had it like front and center uh, and i was like of Yes, because it was there in that intro part. Oh, yeah. well, yes, I beat myself. I mean, I beat myself up over stuff too. I just feel bad for you it doing it like that because, yeah, it, it is. But it's it, horrible. You know, the it's Lord horrible. keeps us humble in all different ways. It's great. <laughs> that's right. No, that's, that's how right. He does it for me. My spelling, just elementary things. <laughs> I'm still on the spiritual milk. Maybe I'll get to the meat one day. <laughs> <laughs> all because no, of a word. You'll fight it. All because of a word. Vegetarian of all the way. Or lack of Funny. grammarly. That's I'm going to start putting it in grammarly. Oh like yeah, that. That, that, that works. That's what I asked kids Emily use. who does our stuff, our graphics. Yeah. I was like, do you use grammarly? And she was like, what's that? No. Why, I don't use I that, use but that? my kids do. Yeah, my kids do. And she was like, no. And I go, oh, because you know the difference between now and no. And she was like, did you have I'm a problem, pretty, Christy? I'm pretty sure you know the <laughs> you difference, know the difference too, too, Christy. You just read it so yes. fast. Read it so fast. I'm pretty sure you just were typing and oh, filled it in. Absolutely. In your but yes. it was just, you it, know was the... funny. it was we had a moment. Okay, Emily. well, on that note, on that note, that's it. That was just a fun conversation it today. Was. I love these. I love it. So um, that's it from us. We will be back next week, everybody. We just have a few more weeks left before we take our summer break. Cray cray. Yeah, it's only. I'm on board with the summer break. It's so I am fun. now. I didn't Did used to be. When baby? we first started, I was like, oh, no, we need to do it all the time. Christy's like, Debbie. Actually, no, no. We... Christy didn't even say Debbie. Christy goes, no. No, <laughs> no you. Our listeners out there can use the summer break to go read and listen, <laughs> and, listen to the other stuff. and taste and see. Well, and this oh, is there what you go. And oh, hear that, that noisy narrative. Yes, and all of it's our all good. of our older ones. Well, that you and this was me when we first started the podcast too. I was like, we need to do Sunday nights and Wednesday mornings. We need to do it twice a week. That was what I was thinking. And what did Christy your- say? <laughs> No. no. <laughs> I mean, if we could do it in like 20 minutes, but we can't talk yeah. just 20 minutes. No. Debbie, oh my gosh, it was so funny. You couldn't. I couldn't either. Our I listeners couldn't. would be like, I can't listen for 
Twitter. Y'all could come up with good content. That's the thing. Y'all are good at that. We would just talk. Yeah, you would talk about It'd good stuff. It'd be fun. But then you get in here and get on a roll, and you do. You yeah. get involved. Yeah. yeah. You totally do. I show up when I need to. You do. <laughs> Thank you for bringing the scripture. <laughs> All right. Well, seriously, Appreciate we're leaving you. now for real. For reals. For, for reals. reals. We're out of here. All right. We'll talk to you later. This is Noisy Narratives out. Period. Life can be amazing.